Hello. How would other people describe you? How would other people describe you? Some may describe you as self-aware, self-made, self-assured or self-assertive. Others may describe you as self-obsessed, self-pleasing, self-indulgent or self-promoting. A survey of teenagers revealed that 54% of them want to be a celebrity. So that's how they would like to be known going forward. But if a survey was taken of all of us, young and old, it would probably reveal that a high percentage of us want to be the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And this is not a new phenomenon. It's been around at least since I was a little boy. Oh, no, Wait, you, wait, is this on close? You tell, is it live? Right now. Everybody stop talking now, attention. I told you, all of my critics, I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. Wanna be Sunday, listen. I told you today, I'm still the greatest of all time. Never again defeat me. Never again say that I'm gonna be defeated. Never again make me the underdog until I'm about 50 years old. Then you might get me. I suggest it is now part of our Aussie culture too. It's in our cultural DNA. It's just that we don't express it as loudly as some of our North American friends do. But a Christ follower, a disciple of Jesus, follows an entirely different way of living that is countercultural. This is because the one they follow says, if anyone wants to follow after me, He must deny himself, take up his cross, and keep following me. Therefore, self-obsession, self-pleasing, self-indulgence, or self-promotion is crucified, flattened, removed from the menu. Jesus said to his mates, the disciples, Do you want to stand out? Then step down. Be a servant. If you puff yourself up, you'll get the wind knocked out of you. But if you're content to simply be yourself, your life will count for plenty. Therefore, serving others reflects who we are, not just what we do. Again, how would other people describe you, really? The Apostle Luke describes an amazing woman called Tabitha as a believer who was always doing kind things for others, especially for the poor. Tabitha wasn't in a self-promotion, so she closed down her Instagram page because she was focused on being selfless. So how do we become a faithful servant? Here's an example from the Bible that can inspire you as you choose to develop an attitude of becoming selfless. It's a Thursday night, just before the Passover. There's a secret meeting happening in the upper room. Jesus, who knows what's about to happen to him, is sitting there with his disciples. In this sacred window in time, when Jesus is about to go to this 
to his sacrificial death. What do his disciples do? They have an argument about which one of them is the goat. Luke records that within minutes they were bickering over who of them would end up the greatest. Who will be the greatest of all time? Go figure. Jesus tiredly looks around the supper table and sees proud hearts and dusty, dirty feet. So what does he do? John records, So he got up from the supper table, set aside his robe, and put on an apron. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the feet of the disciples, drying them with his apron. This was a scandalous act because only a slave or a servant would do this lowly, menial task. Who is this Jesus? Who is the Son of God who serves others? Who is he? So, Christ follower, how do you become great? You carry an apron. Selfless instead of self-promotion. As Jesus reminded his disciples yet again, who would you rather be? The one who eats the dinner or the one who serves the dinner? You'd rather eat and be served, right? But I've taken my place among you as the one who serves. So, Christ's follower, how do you become great in the kingdom of God? You choose selfless serving. You choose to serve others in various ways within your family, your faith community, your friendship circles, your workplace, your school, college or university, your sports and recreation clubs, and within your local retirement villages, local hospitals and local council projects. Recently, British politician Michael Gove stood up in British Parliament and stated a fact that many secular politicians are fully aware of. Gave simply pointed out that the reality of Christian mission in today's churches is a story of thousands of quiet kindnesses. He goes on to say, in many of our most disadvantaged communities, it is the churches that provide warmth, food, friendship, and support for individuals who have fallen on the worst of times. And funny enough, not one politician shouted him down. Selfless serving can make an impact at all levels of our culture. So Christ's follower, let me take you back to that simple but profound question. How would other people describe you, really? Here's some tips about building your spiritual muscles through choosing to be faithful in serving others. First tip, forget this self-promotion obsession. Be countercultural. Let God be your promoter. 
The Apostle Peter reminded the early Christ followers to be content with who you are and don't put on airs. God's strong hand is on you. He'll promote you at the right time. Live carefree before God. He's most careful with you. Be a faithful servant. Have a selfless attitude. And God will take care of your promotions in all areas of your life. Second tip. Sometimes you will be treated like a servant. Shock, horror, I know. Um, I have the joy over the decades around Gateway. Uh, occasionally they ask me, could I man one of our barbecue uh, tables for when we have various events around Gateway, as many of you have done over the decades too. I love doing it uh, because my specialty is snags, sausages. I, you know, I'm just so good at cooking them. And uh, it's funny, my wife will not let me cook on the barbecue at home. And even my brother-in-laws over the decades will not let me cook on their barbecues when we have family events. I, I don't understand why. Because you see, I have four varieties of cooking snags on the barbecue, and I'm very proud of them. My snags end up either black, very black, midnight black, or charcoal black. How's that for, for variety? One time, I remember in uh, last so many years, we were having a, a big event out in our uh, Gateway Church car park and there were hundreds of people having a great time and they brought their guests and everyone's eating and drinking and uh, enjoying it all. And uh, the crew said, Mark, can you man the barbecue for a while? I said, oh, no problems. I loved it because I get to express myself through the way I cook the snags. And they said, oh, when you're having a break from the barbecues and others are taking over, can you go around and just empty the bins around the place. I said, yeah, no problems. No job too big, no job too small. And so there were hundreds of you sitting around enjoying yourselves and eating and drinking, as I said, having great conversations. And um, so I went around and started emptying the, the bins. And um, actually, if I'm being transparent, I love it because you see, I'm supposed to be quietly serving and acting like a servant. But when you do something in public like that, and emptying bins, everyone comes up to you and goes, oh, good job, Mark. You're so humble, Mark. Thank you, Mark, whatever. And I said, yeah, no problem. It's great. But I remember one point, I was going around and went up to a bin and uh, it was overflowing, absolutely overflowing, and uh, near where everyone was sitting, where all of you were sitting having a great time. And this bin was overflowing and there were coffee cups on the, on the concrete and um, plastic water bottles and so on, which is fine. And so I had um, an empty gar bag, ready to put into the bin and there was all the stuff on the ground. So I thought, oh, hang on. first I'll pick up the stuff that overflowed from this bin. The bin was just chockers overflowing. So I filled up, um, started putting into the, to the new gar bag um, all the cups and bottles and everything on the ground and put them in. I put that aside, said, okay, now I'll pull out the overflowing uh, gar bag from the bin and, and put the new one in. And so as I did that, a few more bottles and cups fell out. It was just chockers. I'm pulling it out, concentrating, and some more fell out. I thought, oh, no problems. I'll pick them up at the end. And as I picked it up, it's still overflowing. I thought, oh, yep, no worries. Pull it out. A person walked up with two coffee cups. 
And they walked up and they stood right there and they, they looked at me and I looked at them and said, oh, g'day. And then they looked back at me and they looked at the overflowing bin and they looked at me and they looked at the overflowing bin and they just chucked their empty coffee cups on top of the overflowing bin and walked off. And the two cups naturally fell over to the side onto the rest and, and fell down. So I put the bin down, thought, okay, I better clean this all up. Now, here's me being transparent. I was really ticked off. Really ticked off. Now, why was I so ticked off, even though I'm smiling to everybody and waving? Was it because I had to get down and pick up the empty plastic water bottles and the coffee cups? Nope, not at all. I mean, I had, an, I had another bag ready to fill it. No problem, it's only a 10-second job. So why was I so ticked off inside? I was really ticked off big time because I was serving and I was treated like a servant. How dare they treat me like I'm a servant when I'm serving? What the? Couldn't believe it. So I remember complaining to Sally, my wife, about it. Sally's a pastor or one of our pastors on the team and a counsellor and so on. And um, you know, she's so empathetic that when I complained to her about being treated like a servant, she just looked at me with loving eyes and that, you know, that that empathy that a pastoral person has and, and looks at me and says gently and says, toughen up, princess. I thought, oh, what is that about? I think she's called me also a souffle or something. So I remember saying to her only a little while ago, reminding her of a time when I was treated like a servant, and she looked at me and she just laughed and she goes, you're a pastor. That's what you're meant to do. So I need to remember I'm a servant. I need to learn to be self-forgetful. The tip is sometimes you will be treated like a servant if you want to serve others. And when that happens... Avoid Sally, believe me. The third and last tip is the most important skill a follower of Jesus brings when they step into their local place of worship. They must bring soft eyes. The ability to look deeper than what you first see. The ability to look deeper than what you first see. If a Christ follower brings a consumer, self-focused, hard-eyes mindset when he or she walks into their local place of worship, they can easily miss the little gold nuggets that are placed all around them. They must bring an ability to look deeper than what they first see. If a Christ follower walks in with soft eyes, they see a wide range of selfless acts quietly happening all around them. They've gained the ability to look deeper than what they first saw when they walked past our car parkers. The hard eyes miss it. The soft eyes are inspired by it and are full of gratitude 
for being on the receiving end of this chain of selfless servants. They experience many, many quiet kindnesses being extended to them week after week, year after year. By a community of selfless, faithful servants, some of whom have been here for hours before the first guests drive in. Hardened eyes see serving others as an inconvenience, an interruption, an option. A selfless Christ follower has soft eyes. They see the opportunity to serve others within their faith community and the wider community as a privilege. They see the need and they respond. It's a reflex action because they have the same attitude as Jesus and therefore their eyes are soft. Our faithful Gateway guys, are challenging, Team Gateway guys, are challenging all of us this month to have a go at different Team Gateway roles. There's a have a go QR code on the Gateway app for you to check out. Come and join one of our amazing selfless teams as they faithfully serve to provide hundreds of quiet kindnesses throughout each week around Gateway and throughout the wider community. And Jesus has given you the best tip. Do you want to stand out? As he says, then step down. Be a servant. May you look deeper than what you first see and choose to extend quiet kindnesses throughout this week. See you again.